Today on We Here, Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler are donezo, and this divorce is already getting hectic. Prince's legacy is at the center of a feud between his former paramours four years after his death. And we'll break down how coronavirus helped fast-track Ben Affleck's relationship with Ana de Armas. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my god. We're on page six? No. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore. Welcome to We Here, a page six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from celebrity. our <laughs> Maggie, you're getting so folksy since we started this podcast. All the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear what I sound like when I don't get enough sleep. It's Monday morning, and I've already had four cups of coffee, so I am jacked and ready to roll on this edition of Page... <laughs> What is the show? Who uh, this are edition, we? What day I'm all, is it? I'm all, I'm all whacked out on caffeine. You didn't sleep last night. You were playing your Nintendo Switch <laughs> till all hours, just partying. No, no. I was playing the Nintendo Switch. I was like, let's check in on the Criterion Collection. Let's Google all oh the God. Zodiac signs of my best friends and crushes. I mean, like, there was a lot going on in the headspace last Maggie, night. Maggie, once again, you are such a Renaissance woman. You're not even looking up your own horoscopes anymore. You're looking up horoscopes of your friends. Yeah. And you're ev- even interested in celebrity stories that you never cared about either. That's right. I've got so much time on my hands now that... I have a whole lot of attention to dedicate to things like Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler dropping this bombshell on a Sunday morning that they're getting divorced after 10 years together. This story is actually pretty crazy, Maggie. Now, to sort of go back in the We Here time machine, you'll remember that just a few months ago, we had had, when we could interact with people (laughs) in person, we had Kristen Cavallari from Vare Cavallari in our own studio at the office when we were in the office together. And it was like she was telling us about it was the it was the day her new season of Vare Cavallari was premiering, and she was telling us about her show. She was going on about you know her marriage. She was talking about how her show was going to sort of pivot to focus not just on her employees and her fashion brand, but more on her marriage. Well, mm. now the show is going to have a lot to focus on because she's getting a divorce. All of a sudden, she announced on. Sunday night on Instagram that she and former NFL quarterback Jay Cutler are breaking up after being together for 10 years. What happened? There were, there's literally trouble in paradise because they were just quarantining in paradise. We had a story that they were in the Bahamas for three weeks and they were posting Instagram shots of themselves on the beach. And it looked like they were having so much fun in quarantine that it even got backlash from fans. I mean, break it down, Maggie. There is so much to unpack here. Let me just take it from the top, okay? I love dissecting the we're breaking up statements from celebrities because it's always like, we remain best friends and we always will be. Please respect our privacy at this time, blah, 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 blah. But Kristen says, 
With great sadness, after 10 years together, we have come to a loving conclusion to get a divorce. A loving conclusion to get a divorce? The loving conclusion. was it? That was like an obscure 70s R&B act. It had about 25 members in it. It was like Sly and the Family Stone. The loving conclusion opened for Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah. And then, you know, it goes on. We have nothing but love and respect for one another and are deeply grateful for the years shared, memories made, and the children we are so proud of. This is just the situation of two people growing apart. Number one, just the situation. Is that grammatically right. incorrect? Well, it's it's a reference to Mike Sorrentino of the Jersey Shore <laughs> is what that is. It's an, another reality star name check in there. This is just the situation. No, it is true. I mean... Obviously, Gwyneth Paltrow um, and Chris Martin released the absolute most ridiculous slash best divorce statement of all time, which was the conscious uncoupling. Which was a phrase that she had pulled from someone else. They didn't make up that term, conscious uncoupling, that we all know now. But at the time, we were like, what? So they had a conscious uncoupling, but Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler came to a loving conclusion. Also, yeah. Not to nitpick on the grammar, but it's like, with great sadness after 10 years together, we have come to a loving conclusion to get a divorce. Should have just been to a lot. Uh, to divorce. To, to divorce. Yeah. They needed to talk to us. That's like, I have always had this idea, Maggie, that I'm going to start this side hustle, which is, I mean, I guess I can't have a PR firm and be a journalist, but <laughs> uh, my PR firm that I was starting at page six was called Piss Take PR. And what Ooh. we do is we give sort of funny statements because sta- the, the statements that celebrities give are always so bad because they're sort of so serious and phony. So it's like, why not just give like an actual humorous statement? Anyway, I mean, never so forget PR could have done a better job on this loving conclusion. Even Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth, when they split, they talked about remaining loving parents to their pets. Like, we don't need to know. Just be like, we're getting d- divorced. That's it. We don't need to hear about how you love and respect each other. If, if you're going to court and you're getting into it over assets, at some point, you're not going to feel that much love or respect for this person. Right. We love each other so much that we're getting divorced. Yeah. They have three kids together, we should mention. And just a couple weeks ago, we were doing a story that... They were in the Bahamas, as I said, and like they got some backlash for seeming like they were having too much fun in the Bahamas, right, during quarantine, because there were pictures of them with their sort of perfect bodies on the beach (laughs) with their buddies sort of smiling and basking in the sun while everyone else was, you know, at home on the couch playing Switch and looking at other people's horoscopes. Um Wow, Ian, I would I would like to lovingly divorce you off this podcast today. No, no, Maggie, just don't do it. Okay, wait. So so okay, so what happened? They 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 were were in the Bahamas and then now there's a divorce. Listen, you can only be uh allegedly pretending to be stuck in the Bahamas for so long until your significant other is like, no more, cannot do this. <laughs> so something must have happened when they got back because Kristen listed their date of separation as April 7th, which you might remember was the day they returned from the Bahamas. Now, Jay Cutler listed their date of separation as April 21st, 
which says to me he thought he had two weeks to figure it out, but apparently not because now they're moving ahead with this divorce. She is asking for primary custody of their three kids, and she claims that Jay has been something of an absentee father. And I quote, she denies that husband has always been available at the available at home parent and primary caretaker of the party's minor children. Wife would show that she has been the primary residential parent. Doesn't sound like a loving conclusion. Sounds like an angry conclusion. Um, The thing about it is we've reported, I think page six really was the first outlet to do a story about how divorce rates were going to spike during the coronavirus pandemic, or at least people were calling divorce lawyers for various reasons. One is obviously that they're isolating together and on each other's nerves. Another reason is that sometimes when a couple was headed for divorce and one of them is very wealthy or more successful, they might use the divorce now to get a better settlement because their fortunes have been depleted because of the economy. So it seems like Kristen Cavallari is like right on trend here filing for divorce. The only problem is, is that, you know, I think this is another problem for divorcing couples right now. How do you move out? <laughs> Where do you go? Where do you Do they go? have a guest house on the property of their Nashville home or what? Probably. I think the other thing about this, Maggie, that is very relatable, though, is, I mean, if you look at the pictures of them on the beach in the Bahamas just a few weeks ago, I mean, they're literally, they could not be happier. They're just like glowing and smiling. And there's this like aura, this like golden aura of sun-kissed, <laughs> you know, bliss surrounding them. But it, it kind of reminds me, like I have some friends, for example, that, you know, when I see them, I'm like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, my life is miserable. I'm so depressed. I'm just, you know, crying all the time. And then you look on Instagram and you're like, yeah, but you were just at a castle in Tuscany, like, you know, um, posting a picture of like this amazing cocktail. I mean, what, like what, what you know, so I think it just shows how the Chris and Cavallari situation, I think, um, just shows how, you know, social media is very deceiving. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's so odd that it's such a juxtaposition. If you look at the post from this beach and then literally all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's like we're getting a divorce with a sad picture of like someone wasn't a picture of like her like walking away or something like that. It was the two of them walking down. Uh, it alley. looks like. Maybe it's a cobblestone street. I don't know. But their arms are around each other. And then he posted. From the beach to the alley. But the real shade here is that she didn't even tag him in this post. (laughs) Oh. So you got to type in Jay Cutler yourself to see what he says. Oh. Well, I think he posted the same statement, right, on his Instagram. But, 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 but. Jay Cutler posted a nice photo of the two of them in black and white where she looks very good. He looks very handsome. Like, they're breaking up, yet he's doing her a solid. Like, she looks hot in this picture. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. On the show, they were very funny together. This all but guarantees that they'll get a third season. We'll see what happens. And I wonder if Kristen will write a book. The end. Prince has been dead for four years, but there are some major controversies kicking up involving his legacy. That's right, Maggie. 
all of my purple life. Um, it's not, <laughs> good no, um, I mean, not to think about Prince, it's so amazing. You know how, like, you're, like, there's, like, different voices on Prince tracks. Because Prince plays, like, every instrument, but then he has, like, different styles of singing where you're, like, who's that guy singing? And you're, like, that's Prince, too. He's, like, his own one-man band. But as you know, Maggie, Prince wasn't just a one-man band, even though he could have been. He always had, like, all of these. He rolled deep, you know? He had to fill Paisley Park. He always had tons of musical acolytes and paramours and lovers, and et cetera. And um, two of them, who I'm sure you remember, Sheila E. and Apollonia, mm-hmm. are in the midst of a major war of words four years after Prince's death. So basically, Sheila E. has sort of become the the keeper of the Prince flame to a certain extent. So Sheila E., of course, who had, you know, her own, one of her own hit glamorous life you know that one maggie how does it go Sing she don't need ah, uh, 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 the glamorous life without yeah. love. you sound it just like her <laughs> i would like my glamorous life back for the record <laughs> sheila e i think I in the glamorous life it. video actually she wore i think she pioneered because she's like an amazing drummer so she would do the thing and like do crazy moves with the drumsticks but i think she also wore do you remember that look where it's like it's a jumpsuit but one of the legs is missing like one yes. of the legs and one of the arms mm-hmm. it's like the one-legged jumpsuit she also pioneered that mm-hmm. in any event so as i mentioned sheila e prince died four years ago tragically sheila e released this tribute song she also served as the musical director for a cbs prince salute that just aired called let's go crazy the grammy salute to prince okay but now apollonia Mm. who you might remember from um the waters of lake minnetonka (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and purple rain wait um, no lake minnewaska (laughs) what's the lake lake? the lake you in- must purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Minnetonka. I was right. Yeah. Minnetonka. Those are slippers. Those are moccasins. Wait, are these Minnesota references that you're making? Yes. That's where Prince was from. Duh. Come on. The land of 10,000 lakes. Just one where you can purify yourself. Though. Also known as the land of 10,000 rehabs. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. so yeah, that's true. Hazelden is in uh, Minnesota. Anyway, we're we're gonna, we might end up there. <laughs> they might send us after we're our addiction after this episode to, to switch and coffee. <laughs> My coffee addiction, your switch addiction. So, in any event, after so Sheila E's been the keeper of the Prince Flame, and Apollonia and other band members now are accusing Sheila E of just trying to cash in on his legacy and saying that. Prince wasn't so fond of Sheila E at the end there. Mm. Um, Yeah, a source told Page Six's Carlos Greer, who has incredible music sources. And once dressed as Prince for Halloween. An amazingly amazing costume. Yeah, and has some Prince-like moves. Um, A source said that Prince was pissed off because Sheila E, quote, put information about him in a book without his permission. They got into a huge fight and did not speak for five years. She was not allowed at Paisley Park. He wouldn't allow her to come to shows. It was a complete shutout. And now she acts like she's the widow. 
Carlos also spoke to Adrian Crutchfield, who was Prince's sax player in the New Power Generation. Mm-hmm. And he even told Carlos after Prince died, it seemed like everything that Sheila E. does is focused around Prince or his legacy. And it's strange because we never saw her at Paisley Park. He said, I never heard Prince say she's not allowed there, but there were definitely certain moments of shade if she was mentioned and management did complain she wasn't welcome. And now Apollonia even piled on to this whole new power generation smackdown saying on social media to Sheila E., you are so desperate to be relevant. Prince refused to acknowledge you for five years before his death because of your lies. Oh my! Wow, there's nothing like a feud among Prince affiliates. Like, this is spicy. I should mention that reps for Sheila E. and Apollonia did not comment on this feud, but Crutchfield, the sax man, concluded to Carlos, I hope we can all learn how to go forth and make sure... Prince comes first when it comes to his legacy. So it's kind of crazy. Like Prince died in 2016. Four years later, there's like this major feud going on amongst his band members. Now, Maggie, do you also remember Prince's first wife, Maite? I do remember Maite. M-A-Y-T-E. Maite. You sound like Mai Tai, like you're ordering a cocktail at a Club Med in Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm up up in Trader Vic's. Um, so, so Mai Tai Garcia, she's been selling off a lot of Prince's stuff in recent years. You probably don't know this, Maggie, but she now runs an animal rescue in Las Vegas. Um, I did not know that. That's yeah, fascinating. Yeah, exactly. And she, she's come out that she suffers from MS. You also might remember that she and Prince had a, uh, a child who tragically died. Um, I do remember that. Yeah. Yes. In any event, she's been selling a lot of his stuff over the years and she just put more stuff up. Um, for sale um, last week, including some of these like pendants that he had. One of them had, remember the his the symbol, the unpronounceable symbol that he changed his name to? Mm-hmm. The 90s? Yep. Yeah, so she's put up a bunch of his medallions, a bunch of his rings, a bunch of his Versace sunglasses up for sale. And she's continually kind of auctioning off these items. In 2016, actually, after he died, there was an auction where she and Prince's former manager put together a collection of stuff that was auctioned off, which included handwritten lyrics, Mm -hmm. demo tapes, a Gibson guitar, and other of his personal effects. But my personal favorite thing that was up for sale, I lost out on the bidding for this one, were some rhinestone encrusted handcuffs just what everybody needs in a commemorative he had used them on stage he had used them on stage though they were from his stage act in any event who knows where this prince controversy is going to go next ben affleck may be the one person who has found a silver lining in the coronavirus pandemic because he is shacking up with the very hot and very talented anna de armas Ben Affleck had all these problems in sort of real life before isolation. This has been just the ticket for him to get it all together. Yeah, and it wasn't supposed to be this way. Ben was supposed to be on the set of a new movie called The Last Duel, which he wrote and co-stars with, you know, Matt Damon, his His pal. And Anna was supposed to be on the world tour promoting No Time to Die, you know, the James Bond film that got pushed back because of Corona. So a source told our Sarah Nathan that for them to get to spend so much time together, and I quote, is a real blessing. 
I think it has actually been really good for Ben Affleck in terms of he would have been out. He also had that movie The Way Back come out, which he would have been, you know, out there promoting, then go right into filming this other movie. Mm-hmm. And we had reported that they when they began their relationship, right? They went on like a they started off by going on vacation together, which is pretty pretty bold move. Right? And he even met her family like right off the bat. Yeah. And that's when we learned that Ben Affleck is fluent in Spanish, a fact I did not know. Mm-hmm. Because she's Cuban. They went and visited her family and uh I guess it was muy bien for the both of them. Yeah, exactly. They had gone to Costa Rica first, and then they headed to Cuba last month where he met her family. And now they're apparently living together, which is a situation that, I mean, I don't know if regular people are in this situation, but we've certainly seen a lot of stars quarantining together. But also, let's point out here that they are shacking up in his $19 million mansion in Pacific Palisades. They're is plenty of space in a mansion, one. There is even more space in a $19 million mansion, and I'm sure you could be in various wings of the house and still get together for a stroll to Sidecar Donuts, where we've seen them photographed a lot. Yeah, maybe Jay Cutler needs to go over there and Ben could give him a wing of his house to move into. (laughs) A source told Sarah... That this is the real deal, that these two are really into each other, they get on extremely well, and they don't seem to have any issues about being holed up together 24-7, which is amazing. Yeah, an insider said that Ben continues to work hard on his health so that he can be there for his family. And of course, he's struggled repeatedly with you know, addiction issues and is divorced from Jennifer Garner, with whom he has three children. But it does seem like he's doing pretty well. Except last Friday when Page6.com published these insane photos of Ben pushing his face mask up over his nose to smoke a cigarette out of the side of his mouth. Like he looks like a Batman villain. He looks like Bane. He looks like Bane. But also, I love the whole, like, I do not give an F. I'm wearing the mask. He was getting a lot of flack for kind of bopping around the area and not wearing one. Now he's like, I'm wearing the mask. I'm still smoking. This is what you get, America. Yeah, the picture is of him smoking a cigarette, right, with the mask just covering his nose. But I guess if you wanted to be more innovative, what I would do is you could poke a hole in the mask using the burnt end of the cigarette, okay? So that's going to be an exact (laughs) cigarette size hole. And then you turn the cigarette around and stick it through the hole. And then you can just, (laughs) but then I guess you're kind of like hot boxing your face. But you know, the thing about it that I related so much to this, um, to the Ben Affleck, to that picture, because Maggie, you know, I'm not proud of it. But at one time back in my wild days, I, did, I, I was a smoker and, you know, it is gross. It just shows it is gross, like the lengths that you'll go to when you smoke mm-hmm. to smoke, which I totally relate to. Like, I remember there were times where I'd be like, I had, you know, I'd have like strep throat or something like that. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm just going to take it easy. I'm not smoking. And then you find yourself like smoking and you're just like, what the heck am I doing? You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. like you get a tooth pull, then the next thing you know, you, you have to get someone to like 
take a drag of a cigarette and blow it up your nose. I mean, it's just crazy. <laughs> so it's like, I've been there, Ben Affleck. You know what I mean? It's just like the poor guy. Get a tooth pulled and you have to have someone blow up your nose. I would have thought I too dabbled in the love of cigarettes in my life. I would have been like, you get a tooth pulled and then you can just leave the cigarette there and you don't have to hold it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can't. No, if you, you can kind is- of just like puff on no, it out of the side of your mouth like a weird pirate. No, you can't because there's this disgusting thing. And since you're going there, Maggie, I had a wisdom tooth pulled. And if you have, you'll get something called dry socket if you Ooh, smoke yeah. when you have a tooth pulled. So you so need I to too find. Had my yeah. wisdom tooth pulled at a time I was smoking and I just didn't smoke. <laughs> oh, wait, you didn't just find some unsuspecting no. person to blow smoke up your nose at a bar? Sorry, Ian. Oh. We're different people. <laughs> anyway, so Ben Affleck, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm happy for Ben Affleck. I think in a weird way, I mean, there's something that I think people haven't talked about during this isolation period, but for some people, I think they are discovering in their lives maybe some positives that they wouldn't have had otherwise. And in a weird way, that seems to be playing out at least what we're hearing from Ben Affleck's, the sources around him and uh, looking at the photos of him. You know, there are other pictures of him when he's not smoking through a surgical mask. He's like walking dogs with Anna de Armas, which looks, you know, like good, good, wholesome fun. (laughs) Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara-Williams and Melissa Caceres. We would love to hear your ideas and your questions and your comments all about the show. Is there a celebrity you want to hear more about? Email us your hot takes at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And don't forget to leave us a review because we really love reading them. Thank you so much. We will be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.